Welcome to Behavior Babes podcast presented by me, Dr. Amanda Kelly. How did I end up becoming a behavior analyst, you ask? Good question. In this podcast, I'm going to tell you my story. In 2000 or the late 1990s, I was enrolled in my undergraduate degree at Shepherd College in West Virginia, in Shepherdstown, West Virginia, and I was going to school for elementary education, and I always knew I wanted to be a teacher since I was like three or four. I grew up with my father in the Army, and we lived on different Army bases, but no matter where we lived, I was always kind of getting together a congregation of my neighbors and friends and classmates, children older and younger, and I would run school. So it was no surprise to anybody that uh, the girl who liked to grade papers and give spelling tests um, wanted to go to school to become a teacher. And while I was in school pursuing my undergraduate degree in elementary education, there was a flyer on the wall in the hallway and it said, come work with our son, Johnny. He uh, has autism. And there was this picture of this two-year-old boy with these big, bright blue eyes um, sort of being swallowed up by his snowsuit. And um, he was just this adorable, puffy, um, squishable kiddo. And um, and it said, we're going to do this thing called ABA or Applied Behavior Analysis. And I didn't know what autism was. I didn't know what ABA was. I didn't know what I was signing up for or getting into at all. Um, at all. And all I knew was that I wanted to help and I wanted to learn more and I was looking for something that was part-time work. And this was six to 12 hours per person. They were looking for three to four people uh, and they were willing to train. So why not try something new? A challenge was always something I was interested in. And I went and asked the director of the education program at the university or at the college. And I said, you know, what is autism? What is applied behavior analysis. Now, this was uh, about close to 20 years ago, and her response was, you know, autism is just sort of, it's a disability, it's like Down syndrome, which couldn't be more true, uh, uh, untrue, right? Like, that's that's not the case. That's that's a very interesting simplification, if anything, and, and just an inaccurate statement. Um, and then she said, applied behavior analysis is that bad thing Skinner did, BF Skinner, and remember, we didn't really spend a lot of time studying him, she said, right? We spent more time with Piaget and Vygotsky, um, Bruner, and others. And um, so it was. It struck me as very odd that uh, the education professor didn't know what these things were or wasn't able to explain it to me in a way that I thought was compelling or convincing. Um, and it didn't really matter. So to fulfill my curiosity, if nothing else, I went and called the family and drove to meet them and immediately felt a connection. I felt welcomed into their home. Um, I met the mother. And uh, the short version of this story is that I ended up being a therapist for them, um, for the family working with their son, Johnny, for about three years. And um, we received training from Valerie in another state. Uh, Families in the area shared her and shared the cost because there was no coverage uh, for any of this. And so it was all all out of pocket. Um, And I just remember we learned, we tried. And uh, I wanted to have the Valerie voice. So, you know, do this because I thought that's what we were aiming for. I was trying to emulate emulate what was, you know, being modeled for me. Um, 
And that's not really, you know, an appropriate application, but it was my beginning point of interest in applied behavior analysis. And after working with this child for three years, he was uh, considered indistinguishable from his peers when he integrated into kindergarten. And that was life-changing for me, Um, not just for him and his family. I had no idea that an individual who was so severely impacted could make such incredible gains in such a relatively short amount of time with you know, intensive services that were provided by essentially high school and college trained uh, technicians, if you will. So after I graduated, I graduated in December. I didn't necessarily want to stick around and do substitute teaching in West Virginia. So I started looking for jobs in applied behavior analysis. I wanted to learn more about it. And um, that landed me in Massachusetts, where I lived and worked for 11 years in the field, Um, ended up uh, going for a BC ABA, so a board certified assistant behavior analyst certification. Didn't know what that was. It was 2003 when I started coursework, but um, the place that I was working at Melmark New England offered me that as part of joining their team. So why not a class? It's it's affordable, or you know down the down the way, and they would drive us there after work, and kind of made it just super accessible. So I know that in order to increase capacity, we need to make it accessible. We need to um, reach out to people, not just expect them to stumble upon our science, you know, in the way that I did. That's not going to propel our profession forward in a way that it, it needs to be propelled, you know, and I use that word to talk about, give the image of going forward fast, right? Um, because the growth of need has been so exponential We'd love to see the supports uh, uh, match that, right? Um, anyhow, so after pursuing the certification, I wanted to know more. Uh, it wasn't enough for me to take a handful of classes. So I enrolled in my master's at Simmons College in Boston in behavior analysis and uh, completed that in one year um, very intensively. And I don't recommend it. Uh, I mean, I do recommend my experience. It was fantastic, but I don't recommend rushing through studying something so comprehensive as the science of behavior change. So luckily, um, you're not done learning just when you're done with your studies. And I continued my studies into my doctorate in behavior analysis, also at Simmons College. And at this point, I've taken over 101 graduate credit classes or hours um, exclusively in behavior analytic topics and research. So It's a bit of a perseverative interest that I've tried to channel my sort of addictive tendencies to being positive um, and and being something that's useful not only to myself, uh, but to others. And after working in Massachusetts and public and private schools and residential placements, working with young children, you know, 18 months up to uh, adults, young adults, 21, 22 years old, having worked with clients for a few short you know, months or even just a few short weeks if you're doing an assessment, all the way through a period of 10 years in different roles that I served. So having seen what's out there, what's possible, um, and what is the potential outcome for an individual who doesn't receive the supports and services, I've become a really passionate advocate for um, adoption of uh, legislation that's going to promote access to ABA services and anything that's going to then help enforce um, that that those legislative or advocacy efforts. And in 2013, I moved to Hawaii and have been 
kind of pushing forward with that charge ever since, you know, with the goal of getting services in the hands and in the lives of the children and the families who need them, um, making sure that we're not just, you know, waiting um, to see if children will grow out of the things that they need support with. And also um, to make sure that we're allowing access across the, the age span. Um, if you didn't get these access to services earlier, you can still really benefit from them now. So it is something that uh, really kind of governs a lot of what I do in my day-to-day life. And it comes from a place of being really internally, intrinsically driven um, and comes from seeing the power of the outcome of appropriate and accurate application of our science. So to learn more about applied behavior analysis and the uh, ethical and accurate application and dissemination, please visit me at www.behaviorbabe.com.